to Next in Ed. I'm Joe. And I'm Julie. And today we have a guest back another time. I love having a guest back. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> so a while back we interviewed a student from the University of South Alabama. Mm-hmm. Her name is Sophie Boyd. And she brought up a lot of things in the conversation. Our intent for that conversation was the student perspective in dealing with the pandemic. Right. Right. And she had so many things that she brought up in there that made us think, wow, we really need to get her back and, and talk about some other right. things. Right. She mentioned so many things that we wanted to dive into that we wanted to do a next episode with it. Absolutely. And very articulate um, and a good a good spokesperson for her age group, I think. I think so. So welcome, welcome back, Sophie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So one of the things that we that we kind of picked out from our conversation last time is you talked about how easy it was for you to switch over to, to online learning because you, you're already taking these online classes. And off air, I guess we would say, off the recording, you mentioned that you have a blog and all these kinds of things. And so we started thinking, wow, this this student is really tech savvy. And so we wanted to dig into that a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, can you talk to us about how things for you, when when did you get interested in technology yeah. and kind of how did that lead into where you are now in, in college? So I've always been a little tech whiz, as my dad calls me, even when I was younger He was, you know, the typical dad of like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's wrong with my computer. And so I'd always go in, even when I was 11 or 12, kind of mess with things and I was always able to fix it. And so I've really always been into technology. I just didn't really realize it until my sophomore or junior year of high school. I decided to go on a whim and take a AP computer science class and I had no experience prior And so getting into that class and really delving in, I realized it was something I really enjoyed. And after that, I joined the Cyber Patriots Club. So we compete nationwide um, with cybersecurity programming. And so that was really just something that drove me even further into technology and wanting to learn more and getting to code and learn coding and learning different languages, it was just really fascinating to me. And so after that, my interest kind of sparked for sure. Okay, go back to the club for a second and tell me a little bit more about that. So Cyber Patriots, they have it nationwide. It's a club, you make teams pretty much, and you are sent out on competition day. Mm -hmm. You're sent out these files, these PDFs, and you open them and it takes you to a new browser. So even if you're on a MacBook, they can send you something and you click on it and it basically transfers all of your stuff over to a Microsoft browser Mm -hmm. or something of the sorts. And then you're tasked with finding errors in the programming and fixing them. And so it's kind of like a little treasure hunt. Uh You work in teams, you get usually three different programs and then you get this thing called packet tracer, which was always my job. And it's it was new at the time, so my teacher wasn't really sure how it worked. So I was kind of the test dummy. I got to figure it out and help everyone else out. Uh-huh. They knew who they were picking, though, yeah. when they did that. Yeah, so it, it was really So great. it's a competition, and y'all win? Um, it's a high school. It's a high school club? Yes. Okay. We, my senior year, we won 
uh, our division. We won first in our division. You oh, get great. big plaques. They're pretty mm-hmm. fancy and bragging rights, of course. So it's interesting, though, that your major in college is special education. Mm-hmm. So how do those tie in? You didn't want to go into computer science. I've I've always known what I wanted to do. My sister has special needs, and she's my best friend. And any job I've had, I've never worked any other job besides working with special needs kids. I've been working at a camp for special needs kids over the summer since, since I can remember, probably since I was 12. And so that really sparked me, and I knew at an early age that's what I wanted to do. And then I wasn't introduced to technology until a little later, but now it's been kind of exciting to think about how I can combine the two in the future. Absolutely. I I love that. And the club, we have to make sure we put on our Facebook page information about that club because Mm -hmm. that might be something that, that other people are interested in. And that club is something that you found out about through the AP course that you were taking? Yes. It, okay. was, it was pretty small when I joined my junior year, but then senior year it was really, it was really booming, um, and a lot of people started joining. It's a lot of dedication. You go on a Saturday to your school and spend about 12 hours coding, and by the time you're done, you see code when you close your eyes, but it, it's really fun. Wow. Was were there a lot of other young ladies in the group? My group happened to be the only group with women. There were three mm-hmm. of us, or four of us. We, we were a group of all women, okay. uh, which was really cool. That is cool. And, and that's one of the things that we wanted to talk to you about is that perspective, being a female in that. Did that make you hesitant to want to join that AP course, knowing that you might be one of the only females in the class? Definitely not. Uh, I had that feeling that it would not be for her. (laughs) No, I was actually excited um, because it's always nice to kind of change the status quo and to mix things up a little bit. And so I wasn't nervous at all. I was kind of happy when I got there. And there were a few more females uh, other than myself, but it was definitely predominantly males in the class. So for you, it was more of a, I'm going to get in here and show these boys what. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) A little bit of competition. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So, and really, Julie touched on on the next thing because when I began to to learn all of this about you and your background in technology, and then seeing that you were doing special education, I thought I, I didn't really understand how the two combined. Are you in elementary special ed, or is it going to be all the way through up to high school? So I'm right now I'm in K through six education and then I'm going to get an add on degree for special ed and I don't plan on teaching forever. I really want to get my master's in applied behavioral analysis and I want to be a behavioral specialist, which also kind of wraps in the the special ed uh, within it. So that's kind of always been my end goal. So right now, this this is what has led you up to where you are now. You're in college and you are studying to be a teacher in the the elementary environment with uh, a focus in special education. Um, But there's also, there's a community that you're a part of as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so my junior year, I believe, um, I interviewed and applied to be in the National Community of Women in Technology. I, I had never really heard much about it, but my teacher at the time had mentioned it to me and said that she thought I'd be a good candidate. And so 
you know, I just kind of went on a limb and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll send in an application. I mean, this is a nationwide competition, so I highly doubt I'm going to get anything out of it, but it's worth a shot. And so I applied and I ended up getting in, I ended up getting chosen um, and getting an award for it. And so I got to go to the University of Alabama. We had a whole, um, it was kind of like a ceremony and kind of like an award, award ceremony, I guess you could say. And we got plaques and trophies, uh, one for yourself, then one that the school gets to represent and put in the showcase. And so that was really cool, getting to introduce my school to the community and getting to introduce the community to my school and just kind of bringing all of that together because not many people knew about it. And the following year, we had two people uh, actually apply for the community and one got in. So it was really cool kind of to get to see that kind of landslide, how it just continued to grow. So... Great. So in thinking about that, being a part of that community, are you still in touch? Or what kinds of things does that do for you? Yeah, we're still in touch. For me, I'm, I unfortunately don't get as much out of it because it really, they provide a lot of scholarships for technology majors, but we still do stay in contact. We have a community on Facebook. Of, of course, it's invite only. So if you get awarded, you're, you're introduced into it. And we just have a page where we all talk, where we all get advice about, hey, do you know any great colleges that offer cybersecurity? Or, hey, do you know any great resources for this kind of coding? And so it's really just kind of, it's very laid back, but it's also kind of nice because I've talked to people from Hawaii that are in the community. I've talked to people that are in Wisconsin from the community. And so it's it's really just a great diverse place to communicate with each other. And build your network. Yeah. Um, even though that's not your major but I'm, I'm guessing that you still use those technology yeah, yeah. And there's, uh, there's skills that you've learned. There's quite a few teachers on there that are um, learning how to be computer science teachers mm-hmm. and majoring in technology. And so I, I've even been able to get things from them uh, resource-wise mm-hmm. that will be very beneficial in the future for my teaching career. At how so? What would be helpful? I, I'm trying to put together in my mind so how you would put those two together yeah so there's obviously a lot of educational tools that i've learned about in college for teaching but there are some tools uh that really kind of gear more towards the technology side but can be used for education that aren't talked about in my current courses uh things like you know programming your own game your own learning game that you can give to the class and just things like that some some special things that really you don't hear about much, but that can be very beneficial for your students. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely a great resource that I've gotten from it that I can apply to my future job. Absolutely. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, and the the part where computational thinking, it, you know, is the, is the basis for all of that, and it's not um, in specifically taught, I guess. Right. So you could bring that to the table and have, you know, more students learn. You can learn how to think computationally. Yeah, and I definitely right? think. Computationally. Yeah, okay. yeah. I definitely <laughs> think that um, me being a special ed major, too, it's going to help a lot because uh, majoring and working with kids with special needs, it's a lot of being flexible and a lot of trial and error, seeing what works best, not only for the whole class, but each individual student because they're all different. And so – getting that technology piece and getting, you know, the opportunity to kind of create my own learning plans, possibly create my own learning games that adjust well and adapt well to their learning styles. I think that's going to be extremely beneficial. Oh, yeah. 
I, I love that idea to be able to do that because technology can have such a positive impact on those students and kind of help level the playing field in some regards. It might and even be lucrative for you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, well, when she retires, she can go into a career in cybersecurity and <laughs> have a nice little nest egg. Yeah. Um, and thinking, too, about just coming at this, you know, we kind of touched on the idea of, of it being uh, a female in, in this interest in technology. So going into this, were there, were there any female role models that you looked up to? Yeah, for sure. I've actually, I've had a lot of research papers I've had to write recently for college, and it's all been about interview a teacher, interview this, and I interview her every single time. Uh, her name is Mindy Walski, and she was my statistics professor in high school as well as my AP computer science professor. And she was new to teaching, but prior she had been uh, in coding and programming. Hmm. And so she had a lot of background knowledge, but, I mean, she's a brilliant woman. She's very dedicated, and she loves she loves teaching, especially teaching programming. And so she was able to combine those two and kind of bring it to the classroom. And so she's definitely been my role model. She works very hard all the time for her classes and just for us in general. She'll go out of her way to help us. Is she the one that encouraged you to join the uh, community. Yeah, she was definitely the one who got me started in everything. Oh, okay. She she was the one that sparked the light, you know, that led me to just getting diving into technology in general. That's great. Um, and I, I see at this point and in, in moving forward where you yourself could really be an advocate. Uh, have you thought about or, or do you currently do anything where you try to, to advocate to get more females or, or young girls interested in, in technology? Um, I did do a couple interviews and spoke at a, a couple of different events in high school. Um, college has been a little different because I've gotten here and a lot of people know more about technology than in high school. And so in that aspect, I haven't I haven't really gotten the chance to kind of speak up about it. I did in one of my classes get to help um, actually my my class with yourself, um, I was able to help with coding um, and just kind of help people out learning programming and coding because it can be difficult and it's very frustrating at first. And so that was that was kind of nice, you know, getting to kind of go back to my roots and getting to code a little bit and help other people. So, well, do you do you see this uh, the technology field as something that um, that is different for females or that? I mean, because I'm in a generation, I'm from a generation that there were no female, you know, mm-hmm. no females who had that opportunity or thought that they could have that opportunity. So is that different for you? Do you not even see that as, a, as an issue? Is it an issue? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's definitely more, there's, it's predominantly men, Male. but mm-hmm. um, as time has gone on, women have really sparked in the technology industry, mm-hmm. especially in cybersecurity. And so we have a ton of opportunities as women now. I mean, people are looking to hire women and they're mm-hmm. even offering rage, raised uh, wages and all of that stuff. So I think this it's definitely the, the tables are turning there for sure. So you think that they there should be more females who um, are involved in tech? Yes. Mm-hmm. That they have something to offer? Oh, yeah, Definitely. So you mentioned a little bit, uh, kind of a glimpse into the future 
of, of what this might mean for you, this combination of special education and uh, technology, and then later on into behavior analysis and that kind of thing. Um, what would you like to see if you could be in control of things um, with regard to technology and, and women in technology? What would you like to see in the future? I think probably one of the biggest things I'd like to see is women just taking the chance. I think a, a lot of the time, especially in certain fields of work, um, whether it be construction or whether it be technology in this case, I think because for so long it's been predominantly males working it, I think it's not that there's, you know, a, a disconnect between genders in the work field. I think it's more of uh, hesitance. Um, especially on the female side. And so I definitely like to see people take a couple more chances uh, like I did. I mean, it, it all paid off for me. I was definitely able to get involved and found something that I love. And so I, I hope to see people do that in the future and just kind of step out of their comfort zone. Well, I do want to say, though, um, you mentioned earlier that you found you had a knack for it. Mm -hmm. Your dad had a nickname for you. What was that again? He, he just uh, called me the fixer. The fixer. Check with. <laughs> but you know, all along, you had that support and encouragement. And so, as an elementary teacher myself, I feel like that type of support comes early, you know, and, and so it's, no one said, oh, you don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it was encouraged. And then you had the mentor later. So, I'm sure that that had quite an impact. So, I'm just thinking, you know, if in schools and educators in general could just embrace that yeah. and see that. In, in young girls, yeah. that they can do it. I definitely think it's going to be easier in the future mm -hmm. because technology is so predominant now. I mean, even at home. Can't kids do have, without it. No, kids have iPhones, kids have iPads, um, TVs. I mean, they the technology world is booming, mm -hmm. especially in the my generation and in upcoming generations. And so I definitely think incorporating technology into the classroom is going to become a lot easier and I think it's going to become a lot more prevalent as time goes on for sure. Yeah I like that and thinking about what you two just said you know it's it's not so much anymore that oh well computer stuff that's that's stuff that boys mm -hmm. do they get on the computer and play games right you know my nine-year-old daughter can work an iPad better than I can right you know so Right, but 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 using an iPad and coding are two different things. And but, yeah, but just the familiarity. Right, it's like it's right. not something for a not boy a and not something for a girl. To to girls today, right. I don't think they because they're using devices they're using maybe mm -hmm. as much as as their brother is mm -hmm. you know, possibly. Exactly. So I, I like that idea of they're able to because they're so familiar with it, mm -hmm. and then if they're encouraged to explore further with it as they're in school that's true. And that kind of thing that that's maybe true yeah I think it definitely could be like a domino mm -hmm. effect um because kids are curious mm -hmm. and so I definitely remember uh playing games on my phone and whatnot growing up and then getting to the point I am now where I got to program some of those games and figure out how they work it's definitely kind of like building blocks and so I think as technology becomes more prevalent kids are going to want to know what's behind it. I mean, we're all very curious people, especially yeah. kids. I mean, they love to learn, so I definitely feel like it's going to be kind of like building blocks and yeah. that will really impact uh, the technological world and field for sure. Well, those are some really great insights. Absolutely. I think so too. So, and 
really appreciate you coming back. Yes, and, yeah, thank and being you, with us Sophie. I'm, I'm so looking forward to seeing what you get to do in the classroom and what you get to do for for students. I, I think that it's, it's it's going to be very exciting to see you blend that technology and what you know um, for your students, for your special education students. Absolutely, I could see her creating specific games just for her kids. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and she's going to go on and create some hack. Absolutely. Unhackable yes. cybersecurity thing in their <laughs> retirement yeah. years. Sophie educational games. Right. Yeah. That could be cool. Yeah. Yes. All ideas. Yeah. yeah very Absolutely. Good. Well, thank you so much. Thank and you. Best of luck to you as Absolutely. you as you continue on with your studies and um, I know you'll make an impact on many people. Absolutely. So we'll be sure to put in some information on our Facebook page about mm-hmm. uh, not just the 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 group that you talked about, but also the Society mm-hmm. uh, for Women. And you know, Julie, I'm terrible with acronyms. Yeah, so I'm, not I'm not sure. Will you say it again for us? The National uh, National Community, Community of Women and Technology, NCWIT. There you go. Okay. <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> well, thanks again. And please join us next time as Julie and I continue to explore what's next, next in Ed. Don't forget to subscribe. If you like what you heard, please rate and review this podcast so others can find us. The Next in Ed podcast is brought to you by the Mobile County Public Schools IT Department in partnership with the Department of Counseling and Instructional Sciences at the University of South Alabama. Engineered by Tim VP Media Production. Music by Justin Matthews. Hosted by Dr. Joe Gaston and Julie Neidhart. Follow us on Twitter at NextInEd and on Facebook. Guests on the podcast are expressing personal opinions for informational purposes only. They are not necessarily acting as official representatives for their schools, universities, organizations, or places of employment. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.